Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So before we get to this week's episode, we did want to offer our listeners a trigger warning. We will be discussing themes of depression and suicide during this episode, and you can check our show notes for the time code so that you can skip over that section if you'd like. And if you or someone you know is struggling with these issues, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. This week on The Bachelorette, it's Bennett versus Noah. Two men enter the arena, one man leaves. And then, like, a bunch of other guys also leave. (laughs) A bunch, because it's almost hometowns, and Tasha still has nine guys hanging around, so that can only mean one thing. An incredible elimination bloodbath. Here to break down everything with us is Natasha Parker from Pilot Pete Season. Natasha, it's been a minute. I have not seen you since basically the last day before everything shut down for COVID. Um, a big meeting day for us. But for those of you know our audience who might not know who you are, remind everyone who you are, what you've been up to during COVID, which has lasted forever. <laughs> Hi, Emma. Hi, Claire. How are you guys? I'm happy to be here. Um, and yes, Emma, what a day that we will never forget. Uh, yes, that was, and it was, a, and it was a fun, great. It was like a, la- it was a last supper, right? It was a last hurrah. <laughs> yeah. It was a last hurrah. It, was, it yeah. was so very, very good. Um, and yeah, I'm Natasha Parker. I was on Peter's season. I was in. I left right before hometowns, um, which is right around this time that we're getting into Bachelorette world. Um, and it was very sad, uh, for me, it was, was very not, I was very heartbroken when I left. (laughs) Um, I, I don't think people saw a lot of my relationship with Peter because we had a very 
normal relationship. You know, there was no drama, really, uh, <laughs> if that makes sense. If I did have drama, it was with him, like, telling him, like, boo, wait a second, what's going on here, you know? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, but it was a good, it was a great experience. Peter's a really, really great guy, and um, I don't, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best. <laughs> um, well, you were really the voice of reason on your season, so we are excited to have you on the show. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are out in LA right now. Oh, right? yes. Yes. So I'm out in LA. Um, I've been here for two months. I'm going back to New York finally uh, on Sunday. But I, yeah. I hear that they're, shut, they're shutting down <laughs> New York when I get home. So, you know, that's, that's, that's lovely. But um, I've been here. It's been great. I really have enjoyed it. Um, the, the sun, to be honest. Um, I've been podcasting. I am podcasting with Clickbait right now, which is also a Bachelor Nation uh, podcast. And it's been great with our lovely Bachelorette and Joe, uh, Grocery Store Joe, who I love as well. They're, they've been such a great addition and to my quarantine lockdown life, you know, <laughs> talking to them every week. It's been really great. And oh, we just grill Tasha all day, every day. Like, Tasha, tell us everything. She's like, I can't, I can't. Okay, well, this is great. This is great. So you you have, you know, certain insights I'm sure you'll be able to share as we recap. So, you know, obviously, spoiler-free podcasts, we yes. all know. No yes. one's, we're not going to try to, you know, we're not going to try to beat yes. you. But, you know, we are, we are excited. Mm-hmm. And now uh, let's, let's get into it. Does everyone remember that we um, started this episode during a two-on-one, which is the same place we left the last episode? Yep. I have to block it out during the week or else I don't know how I would function. All I would be thinking is Noah or Bennett, Noah or Bennett, who's going to come out on top? And so I had removed myself into a state of blissful ignorance. <laughs> um, but that is what we are brought back into. And we're brought right back into the moment when... Tasha is sitting between the two of them on the couch, having just gotten them to reveal their teenage boy drama and is asking, what's in that box? Which is the gift that Bennett brought for Noah. I was really hoping that Tasha was going to make them like go through all the items and just like (laughs) reprimand Bennett in that moment. But unfortunately, she's just like, I'm too good to even engage in this. Like Bennett can... Yeah, the moment she heard that the 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 gift wasn't for her, she was over it, and I love that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I I will say she didn't seem pleased. No. Like Bennett says, "Oh, that was a gift I gave to Noah," and she's like, mm, "Yeah," okay. she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, "Whatever." Do you want to go talk? <laughs> Tasha's facial expressions during this entire segment were just absolute gold. Mm-hmm. Like. Just the face that should launch a thousand memes. Yeah, the I will say the <laughs> body language. I was looking at her body language when she was talking to Bennett. She was so over it. And, you know, because we podcast together, it's like I just I just know her so much more now watching it opposed to um I guess when it's hard because it's like I started I started watching The Bachelor. Um, once my season started. So I went back and I watched like Rachel Lindsay's season. I went back because I did an interview for her season. I went back and I watched some of Nick Vial's season because it was tied in, you know. I went back and watched Paradise. I went back and, you know, I watched a few things after my season. And now like seeing Taysha on Paradise and then 
like knowing her and seeing her on this, it's like it's so it's like I'm I'm like I'm cringing for her when she was talking to Bennett. I'm like, oh, she want to slap him in the face. Oh, she just want to walk away. Oh, she just can't take it right now. You know, like I'm like, oh, so I, I feel for her so much more when she's having these like we when there's these cringy moments, you know, like I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh, I know that face. Oh, she's not pleased. Yeah. I mean, also, can we talk about the fact that Bennett just launched into like the exact same speech he gave Noah. Like he only had planned that one thing. He was like, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. He was like, this speech works for both things. And I see no reason to edit it in any way. Yeah, And also, you know, I dealt with this on my season in the, um, in, it was, you know, Tammy and McKenna went on a two-on-one and there was a whole big discussion about that. And it was about her age and everything. And, you know, I love Tammy. Tammy and I are really good friends. And I wasn't very close with McKenna, but I still told her, I was like, babe, you're wrong. Young people get married every day. Insecure people get married every day. Jealous people get married every day. Like, it's I true. was like, you know, yeah, we, we can't really say that. You know, we can't really say that these people aren't ready for marriage. Um, in the sense that, or that someone else is more qualified. Of course, we all think we want, you know, we're more qualified or, or we like the person more, whatever you want to call it, or more ready. But, um, to, to say that, you know, Bennett, I really disagree that he can say that someone is not right for someone else when you aren't that person. I, I, and I like Bennett, but I, I disagreed. I disagreed. Hard disagree. (laughs) I felt, I felt, I found it difficult to like Bennett during this whole arc. And especially during his especially appearances on this night. episode, so you guys are you guys I are mean, Team Noah. <laughs> no, I'm Team I'm, Team oh. None of them. Like, send them both home. They're both they both kind of suck. Like, I I was Team Noah before his mustache left, and now I'm Team Noah. Wow, you're Team I was. Team I was <laughs> yeah, she, Claire has myself. a real soft spot for mustaches. She felt the same way about Dean's. Like. She just she's wow, into you're it. Right. Don't tell yeah. Greg. I don't think I want one in my personal life. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just want just to see a... them from afar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but what I found interesting about this conversation is that Tasia does seem so annoyed and over it. But what she says is at odds with that. Like she keeps saying, like, oh, I really have feelings for you, and this is really hard. And you know, I'm confused by what I'm hearing, but her whole body language is like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And I wasn't really sure which thing to believe. Um, And she's like, please just explain why this drama is going on and why you're questioning me by saying that Noah shouldn't even be here. And this is when he reiterates his speech about the four competencies of EQ. Um, Oh my God. Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Noah has deficiencies in three of the four, and I have a hard time seeing this beautiful, thoughtful, intelligent, very decisive, strong-minded woman ending up with him. I I was not questioning you. I want nothing more than to love you up and to get back to everything feeling so natural and easy and great with you. There's just something about the way that when he, like, <sighs> smiles and compliments her that it makes me more pissed at him. <laughs> yeah, none of it feels particularly genuine, and I don't know, I'm not saying, like, he's intentionally trying to be disingenuous but it like it just doesn't come off well also it always annoys me when people apologize that other people feel a certain way he's like I'm sorry you feel that way that's not a real apology 
You have to say, like, I'm sorry I affected right. you. Right. That's not very emotionally intelligent of you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of deficiencies. <laughs> By I the mean, way, what also, makes him think that saying deficiencies repeatedly will come off well? It, that word sounds so eugenics-y to me, especially <laughs> when, like, delivered by like a square-jawed white dude who went to Harvard. He's like, what I need to be doing is going around and pointing out other people's... Assessing deficiencies. Assessing their deficiencies on, like, on some sort of metric scale. Like, it's not a good look. Well, his... But also his metric scale. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, yeah, his his metric scale. No, my my boyfriend was like, it really... He doesn't... He pointed out that it didn't seem like Bennett was, like expressing any genuine emotion it more felt like he was like sir i deserve this promotion Mm. wow (laughs) and like the other candidate does not and i was like that's really astute and i will okay so i will say this um when when having confrontation at least in my in my um experience on the show it's different than you talking to your boyfriend at home there's no one else there. Right. There's no one to come and be like, can I steal you for a second in the middle of your <laughs> talk or whatever? You know, there. it's like, the there's like, you almost get it. Like, I, I'll never forget, like, you know, when I had, when we had like the, the Hannah B date and we were all like really pissed at Peter for canceling our thing. I wanted to have a real conversation with him, of course, about this, but you know, one minute later, someone's like, uh, forget that noise. Hey, come on, let's go. T-. You know, so you have this, you kind of build up this like anxiety that you don't have a lot of time to say what you have to say. So you thought about it and now you just have to blah, 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 blah. So being on the other side, <laughs> yeah. I kind of get where it seems like, you know, Bennett was like, okay, I want to tell her this. I want to tell her this. I want to tell her this. I want, you know, and it was very like boom, 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 boom. So it's hard because you don't have that time to just sit back and be like, Ah, babe, let's talk. Let's get, you know, let's get, let's get a little drink. Let, let's talk this thing out. Let's like really like, <laughs> let's be here for three hours and really get it over. You know, like and really get through. Right. Work He's through like, no, this. I have ten yeah, minutes. Exa- I will exa- tell you what exactly. I'm saying, and I have prepared a speech, and yes. I will repeat it multiple yes. times. I mean, he just the thing that bothered me is I actually like was Team Bennett initially. If, few episodes ago and I just feel like all of the things that he did just like dug himself a giant hole and then he kept digging he was like I've just delivered my speech now I'm gonna very condescendingly say to Tasha, who I just acknowledged is extremely (laughs) self-sufficient like you got this I'm like you're not oh yeah that you got this was like father well well, but also it's like there's no I think there's also a level of like you know Noah said that he's condescending so and of course we don't know this person in real life but condescending if you are a condescending person then that means you think of yourself higher right and if you think of yourself higher then of course girl you got this there's no way I'm gonna be you're not you're not making that over this what you know like right oh yeah it was almost like a I felt that a little bit I was like ooh 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 that's bad I know you're like oh Bennett and and then we get to Noah and Noah I think like He's annoying too, but he handles it better for himself in this moment. Like mm-hmm. he's basically like, you know, I hate that I'm the center of drama, but it feels like Bennett thinks that he's better than me and he talks down to people. And then Noah does a the thing that annoyed me where he's like, 
I'm just worried, not about myself, but about the fact that this might happen to you, Tasha. That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. What did you guys think of him saying that? I was annoyed by it because it's not true. Like, Noah, we know that you're upset by the jabs. We know that there's only so much of it you can take. Um, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to be bothered by a guy being a condescending dick to you all the time. It doesn't um, mean he's going to be that way and- to his partner. Is that what you mean? It doesn't mean that'll be that way th- to his partner. I do feel like I understand, though, the concern that, I mean, sometimes you treat a, a person differently when you're in the courtship phase than you do True. when you're actually partnered. And then that's when they're the person who is around you all the time. And they are the person that you have the opportunity <laughs> to unleash your truest self on. And if your truest self is thinking you're better than everyone that's around you and you're natural mode is condescension um your partner is likely to encounter that but i think personally i think noah should have kept it to how it was affecting him because if you're saying you know i can take it then well why didn't you why didn't you just take it and shut up and let me figure it out well i i personally the one thing that stood out to me in the noah conversation is that you know noah lets her speak whereas in the other conversation Bennett didn't, it was all Bennett, mainly Bennett speaking and saying his piece. And Noah was very much not interjecting and, well, well, let me tell you, you know, like he was like listening to how she felt. And even the approach, again, that body language, the approach that she gave Noah was like the conversation was just a lot more. Um, this is how I feel. Why, you know, like, why isn't it this or that? It, It was just very different. And, yeah, I don't, I think both of them, you know, from being on the side, it's like you do want to focus on your relationship more and you want to stay out of drama as much as possible. But also, once someone comes at you, you also want to defend yourself and be like, hey, I'm not like that or what, whatever you want to say to that. But I don't know. It, it was, it was, uh, what do you guys think about her decision? That's what I want to know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, the body language. I definitely felt like Taisha was insisting that she had strong feelings for Bennett and that she didn't want to send him home. But her body language with him was so much colder than it was with Noah. When she sat down with Noah, she's much more smiley. She's much more open. She's saying, you know, I, you know, I'm just worried. I want you to clear things up for me, basically. She seemed more open to him from the beginning, which is why I was surprised that she did end up sending home Bennett and keeping Noah for the rose ceremony. Well, well, Um, I will say with with Bennett, I do think that she really liked him. And I think that she was, like, let down and, like, disappointed. Like, I had high hopes for you, Mm -hmm. man. Are you serious? Like, that's the, like, that... Because, I mean, Benetot, like, I mean, I'm, look, we're we're New Yorkers. I just don't yeah. see it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. The New York vibe. I think he's hot. I think he's really cute. I think he, and he is very different than all the other guys on the show. Like, and True. he said that and he recognizes that. And I think that also, you know, whatever that is, whatever, if that, if it's real, if it's not real, people are like, he's such a character. I've heard that a, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, what? I feel that he just he, he really let her down because she in every other interaction he showed up he did you know he did all these things that she really liked she talked about him so much in her interviews I I she let him down it's hard it's 
hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like he forced himself out the door. And I think that was the thing is that he just dug himself such a hole that she had to send Mm -hmm. him home because he was being such an obvious dick. And like, you don't really want a partner who acts that way, especially when, you know, she has a bunch of other guys that she's super into who don't act that way, who actually like are extremely like warm and generous with their <laughs> actions and like are not condescending at all even though they are very intelligent mm-hmm. so yeah but um, she's still I, yeah she's still attached to this idea of who she thought he was that and, it was yeah i, I mean think that's to really me, i guess maybe it's because i went to an ivy league school and like the bennett type is so familiar to me <laughs> but like it's not obnoxious. a good type it's not a good type like i don't like i don't understand the appeal like He's so attached to his own elite status. He has this sort of, he's very like aware of his like good looks and his money and his, his privileges as, as Noah would say. And like (laughs) from, from, from the jump, I was like, this is not going to go well. Like a guy who's that, that uh, impressed with himself because he went to Harvard is not a guy that is going to play well on this show in the long run is not a guy that I would want to have a relationship with certainly so like to me this was not a surprise I was very surprised by how many fans seem to be into it but maybe it's just like an allergy that I have I feel like most people has lots of them by the time that we got to hear most of Bachelor Nation was just kind of over it and I do think that this is something you see when people go on -on two-on-ones even if you like survive the two-on-one you usually just kind of ruin it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, we know Noah's not going to last long after this. And I actually loved that, you know, she sends Bennett home and Bennett is very obviously shocked and, like, is lingering and seems to be thinking, like, maybe she's going to change her mind. And Tasha seems surprised at her own decision, but she sticks to her guns and she's like, you're going home. And she yeah. walks back in, and Noah is just like smirking. And okay, I I'm sorry, loved Noah, Tasha shutting she, him down so bad, so good. Like she that was, was amazing. She comes back in. Noah has been like chugging Tic Tacs, <laughs> which is very clever for a production to include that. Like, oh, he thinks he's gonna get to make out now. Like he's preparing. she's like, no, you don't even get a smile. You don't even Not get even a, a smile. smile. That was so good. I wrote, now that Bennett is gone, I hate Noah again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And Tasha's like, no, don't be smiling. That wasn't a victory for you by any means. <laughs> that was hard. I did have feelings for Bennett. And she's so good. This wasn't how I wanted to say goodbye to him. Um, yeah, this is not good for Noah. And he seems to realize that pretty quickly. He's like, oh, he he's just like his face falls. And he's like, I have been reprimanded. I will. <laughs> Go make myself more suitable husband yes, material now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love how he's like, yeah, I know I'm a suitable husband. And I was like, Noah. Yeah. Is this, and I love some sort of Victorian novel. I, yeah, he's in the Regency era. He's like, I am on the marriage market and I must comport myself. Yes, he was watching uh, The Crown. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. I love how Tasha did that too. How Tasha was just like I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. This is not great. This is don't be smiling. Don't 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 be happy. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and I feel like Noah had handled himself pretty well up to that point, and and that's why he was staying. And she came back in. And she was like, "Oh, 
another another guy acting like a, a entitled dweeb. idiot. Entitled yeah, entitled idiot. dweeb is good. Uh, finally, the other guys come in, and I think Tasha is just very relieved to be spending time with people who aren't named Noah or Bennett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's time. I can't believe, like, I'm exhausted already at this point in the episode. <laughs> I can't believe she has to have a whole cocktail hour and rose ceremony at this point. I was like, Tasha needs a union. Send her home. <laughs> Let her get some sleep. <laughs> Let this poor woman get some sleep. That's what I was thinking the whole episode. Um, we get a really nice moment with Riley and Tasha here, um. where he kind of whisks her off and gives her some cake uh, to mark their the one week anniversary of that like little relationship contract that he had written out. Some people were confused and thought that he was referring to like, I've only known you for one week, but no, I think this is a callback to their boyfriend, girlfriend contract. Very official. Uh, so yeah, he has to remind ago. her of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was very sweet. And I love how he said um, that he knew that it was a stressful day, but that she handled her business and that's what he wants in a wife. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. supportive, but not not patronizing, not overprotective. Just like I love that you handled that, and like I'm here to applaud mm-hmm. you. That's a that's a good look for me. That is a good yeah. Man. I like Riley. I really like Riley. I was like he, he he. There's so many moments in the season where I was just like, the real ones see you, Riley. We see you. We feel you. We get it. <laughs> yeah, and see, he's he's a, a better brand of New York guy. Oh. Than Bennett, in my mind, <laughs> well, look, you gotta have both because we we live in New York and we you gotta have both. Got yeah, both. That's the, exactly. It's <laughs> the beauty of the city. Exactly. <laughs> so many different kinds of guys to never call you back after that one dating app. <laughs> yes. Um, Zach brought her a framed picture of them from their wedding shoot date, um, and they just seem very comfortable and like into each other at this point. Like it's just a prelude him. to them making out. Yeah. And... You, you always know things are going well when it's like, let's have a little chit chat and get down to the making out. Cause we just like both really can't keep our hands off each mm-hmm. other. Um, so Zach, I feel like Zach and Brendan, Tasha really has that, that vibe mm-hmm. with just like, I want to make out with your yeah. face. All During the time. Her, her chat with Brendan, it almost felt like they were uncomfortable talking because they were both like, we both just like want to make out. Right. <laughs> but I guess we should talk first. Like how's, how's your day going? Yeah. Good. She, how's your, yeah. I'm really growing in my, and like suddenly they're making out. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they definitely, whatever that thing is, they got it. Her and Brendan, you, you, you yes. just feel it. You see it. You feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. He, Brendan tries to lean in for a kiss and she's like, oh, you want to kiss me? And he says, can I? And she says, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. She's really schooling him on consent right now, but she was kidding. And then <laughs> I appreciate that he was willing to stop when she said no. Yeah, he listened. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's a exactly. very good yeah. sign. And, but uh, I know like, I really like Brendan. She's like, no, you can't kiss me, but I can kiss you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm I'm coming in. Just yeah, she's give like, me I'm the bachelorette. Second. I'm in the driver's seat <laughs> yeah. here. So good. Um, then Jojo comes in. I still am like, oh, right. Jojo is the new Chris yes. Harrison for a little I know. Bit I keep here. being like, why is Jojo here? She's so pretty. Oh, <laughs> she's so pretty. She's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I know. If I, I were mean, the Bachelorette, actually, I would be like, 
can you have another guy who's like Chris Harrison's age be the villain? <laughs> yeah. I like them all to just continue. like bring another middle aged oh, man. Please. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like, please, uh, can we have her in like a trash bag, please? Just put her in a trash bag. Yeah. Yeah. She's exactly. I think she should have to wear a suit. I think just like a Chris Harrison oh, cut Oh, that would have been great. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been funny. She still would have looked mm-hmm. hot, but I feel like it would have sort of she, sent she the message looked, that she wasn't the Bachelorette. Yeah, she would have still looked. I mean, I don't think it's possible for JoJo to not look hot. Honestly, but, that would have been yeah. really funny. Also, I, I, love a good, I love a good power suit on <laughs> mm-hmm. a woman, so I am... See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Harrison Chris Harrison's size. actual suit. So it's like big and bulky and like yeah, her, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like falling <laughs> yes. off of her. Like the arms are too yes. long. So like, like a David Byrne type situation yeah. or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, um, and it seems like she has to give Ben some kissing tips. That was it was a quick little moment, Tasha, but yeah. um, well, I saw Tasha, some not JoJo. Well, we're talking about kissing a lot. I will say on the, our new episode of Clickbait that we have coming out uh, very soon. Um, Tasha drops some hints on who is the who's the best kisser. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the information I mm-hmm. want. Okay, so everyone needs to tune yes. in. On what, Friday. When did the Can episodes you, come out? Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, we normally we, we normally come out on uh, when or Thursdays is normally when we normally um, have our episodes released. But Friday is this one, so mm-hmm. <laughs> just wait, wait an extra day. It's that delayed gratification. Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> I was there was one that really surprised me. I'll say that I was like, oh, really? Okay. Oh, oh. I'm like, I'm like, was it Ed? Because I'm concerned. <laughs> I hope she never made out with Ed. I like Ed it, it's just like I've said this before but it's just like Ed benefited so hard from like the Bennett Noah drama and the Claire switch because like he should not have been there past you know week three and yet he's he'll, here he is still hanging out and he like has the gall to be like I am so mad yeah that <laughs> I did not get my time. I'm insanely mad if I don't get a rose because Noah took up time. I'm like, my guy, you have been not getting a rose for like a month. Like, just be grateful. Your face is still on television. At this point, he's more in a relationship with Chris Harrison after him going to his room (laughs) than with Tasha. That was some of the realest intimacy that you're going to see on this franchise. Just two guys having a drink. I the, every time the camera pans across the couch of guys and Ed is there, I do a full double take. I'm like, who? <laughs> Why? 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 <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have a whole lot more with Natasha Parker. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even 
connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not 
the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out, you won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space, and even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop, how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order. And get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. And now back to the show. But it is time for the rose ceremony. We've already had two guys go home this week, Bennett and uh, Easy on his Mm one-on-one date. Um, And this week, meaning like this cycle, this rose ceremony cycle. And so there are going to be three more leaving. That means five people will be cut from this cycle um and uh only five roses um and tasha and zach and ben and zach already have the roses also right so who has already has some roses ben and zach Mm -hmm. yeah from their one on from their group date and one-on-one right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And so the roses 
go to Brendan, Riley, Blake, Ivan, and Noah, and uh, Damar, Spencer, and Ed are going home. Spencer and Ed, it's like, who, why? Spencer got the first impression rose. I have never seen a first impression rose winner on The Bachelorette fall so hard so fast. Me too. It's like he took himself out of the running because he was so spooked that the guys thought he was too cocky yeah. and he was spencer like never had mind got i'll one never speak again yeah yeah you know, <laughs> no spencer got one episode that, that definitely happens because it's that's that's where you know it's it would have been interesting if claire had done the whole thing because you never got to really see dale in these group settings in these group dates in these things and like getting hit you know what i like you never saw that and Sometimes that is what happens, you know, you really do fall back. You you fall back and you're like, uh, people are mad that I'm like hot shit, you know? <laughs> and then some people yeah. own it and they're like, yeah, I'm hot shit, like Bennett. And then some people are like, <laughs> oh no. Like, cause I mean, Spencer is a very handsome guy. He's very handsome. So I'm sure him coming out of that limo, super she was like, whoa, yes, right? But I mean, he just, he fell back. He didn't, he didn't, I mean, there's a lot of, clearly a lot of alpha males in this, uh, in this, in this cycle of men. They, they seem to I feel like Spencer that. was like, look, I'm just going to give up on Tasha and focus on making friends. And honestly, I yeah. relate to that. I probably would do the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to be in conflict with everyone I'm living with. Like, yeah. whatever. I mean, it's fine. He came in, he made a couple jokes that like I would personally have made to break the ice. And the guys reacted like he was an accident. <laughs> like, it was such a strong, like, shunning instinct. And, you know, I remember reading in uh, Dr. Joe's interview after he left uh, last week. He was like, oh, Spencer's such a sweet guy. He's really great. And I'm sure to be, like, suddenly the target of so much hatred and you're, like, a sweet, pleasing person, mm-hmm. your instinct is just to be like, no, no, guys, it's cool. Like, you all get time with her. And, like, we're going to hang I'm very out safe. Here. I'm non-threatening. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we say goodbye to Spencer. We say goodbye to, T- to Damar, who was one of my, you know, personal faves. I loved his earrings. Uh, I really loved his maroon suit. It was His cool. style was a vibe. Yes, his earrings, mm-hmm. his style is a vibe, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and but he's like I think the he's only one do... who really gets a goodbye, like goodbye segment. They kind of brush these men out the door. Um, he just gets a minute to be like, oh, you know, it's hard to open yourself up knowing that this might happen. And then it's like, bye, Damar, bye, Spencer, bye, yeah. Ed. And oh. Noah is still there. Noah's still there. But I suspect not for long, honestly. They actually air a men tell all teaser later in which Noah is featured. So I was like, okay, I guess he's you not guys the final four. <laughs> don't care about spoiling this one for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think they're just like you're all over Noah. It's fine. <laughs> so the next day, JoJo comes in again, fulfilling Chris Harrison duties, and is like, guys, good news. Tasha's falling in love. Uh, But things are getting really serious because next week is hometown. So sort through your feelings. And like the men are shook. Yeah, wait. So she doesn't tell them. It's it's eight. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. So that. Seven. And so it's going to go down from seven to four. Right. So for that week, for me, it was it was six of us, actually. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, yeah I think usually it's mm-hmm. six, but because the timing is all messed right. up, they're, yeah, they're like having to cut first people rose very... elimination, and then yeah, there's been a whole lot of weird stuff going mm-hmm. on. Um, also, she ta- JoJo doesn't explain what hometowns week means. So if I were them, no. I would be like, "Am I going to be hurled into a cauldron of coronavirus?" <laughs> with Tasha, or is this going to be a Zoom thing? Yeah. Like, is anyone going to yeah. tell us what the yeah, safety like, precautions are? Yeah, like, is my are? family already here quarantining? <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah, I think that's why, I think, and I guess how we'll can find you, out. I think that's why Zach started crying. He was really thinking about his, he was thinking about his family, and he's like, wait, how's this going to work? Wait, what? <laughs> he's like, he's like, please, I don't want my parents to get COVID yeah. just to meet Tasha, yeah. as great as she is. Yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah, Everything Zach's, they've done for me. Right. Like, Zach and Riley, like, no, also, because they're from the New York area. They're like, we've seen Mm -hmm. this. Like, we don't. um, And they both seem, like, to have a lot of emotions, specifically the two of them bound up and Tasha meeting their family, Zach, because his mom and dad have seen him through so much unhappiness, and he wants them to see how happy he is now and Riley because apparently there's stuff about his family that he feels like Tasha needs to know before but he doesn't really want to talk about mm-hmm. it um and so uh before that happens it's time for Ben to have his one-on-one Ben falling in love is full of surprises mm-hmm. which is true and we know yeah. Tasha loves surprises and this date starts out like really cute they're just zipping around on scooters doing like goofy scavenger hunt things. I'm really loving these like ragtag dates where they're just like running yes. around and acting like they're at summer yes. camp. Um, yeah. They're like, how can we make this date where they're just walking around the resort different from a different one? I know we will pinatas. hide clues in a pinata and a bin of tennis balls. <laughs> Um, there's something though about like seeing them go through the whole resort with no one there. It's very like creepy. It's like post-apocalyptic. Where are all the well, people? That, yeah, like the rapture has occurred and only the Bachelor cast is Yeah, left. well, that was the, like, with Easy's date. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like the aftermath. It's like, you know, the date, it's like Ben's date is like the day, yeah. the day later. Everyone's gone, you know? The ghosts have won. the ghosts have won. The spirits have won and this is all that's left and they must forage for <laughs> yes. food in the pool of tennis falls. (laughs) Yes, that's really funny. Um, I guess the whole treasure hunt is just leading them to where, like, a bottle of champagne is set up for them, which is slightly anticlimactic because my understanding is that they're just bottles of champagne waiting for Tasha all (laughs) over the resort. But um, they sit and chat a little bit, and Tasha's like, you need to open up to me. It's getting late. You know, I finally saw a little bit of your inner self the other night, but like it it was almost too late and I need more. And um, that kind of primes him along with, I'm sure, a lot of producer encouragement for a very uh, revelatory night portion of the date. Yeah, this is like a very intense date. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, Natasha, because it felt... You know, we'll get into the actual conversation, but it felt like uh, from a viewer's perspective that there was like a lot of pressure on Ben to kind of deliver his trauma um, in order to prove that he was 
able to be vulnerable and open up. And I had like, I had just such mixed feelings about the whole thing. Because on the one hand, like, I think it's really powerful. And when, you know, you hear these things that these men have gone through, like it makes me as a viewer feel much more connected to them. And I'm sure it makes Taisha feel much more connected to them. Um, But whereas like the Ivan conversation felt like a back and forth, like just a real dialogue that two people might have about something that is, you know, tough and, and deep and personal. This with Ben felt like a little more one-sided, like a, like a reveal. And it gave me a little, just like a little bit of ickiness. Yeah, um, maybe we should throw in yeah, we'll go, a trigger yeah. warning because we are going to get into talking about Ben um, and his conversation with Tasha. So trigger warning that we are going to be discussing uh, depression and suicide during this segment. Yeah. So he, he kind of says, you know, Tasha understandably is like, I feel like there's all this stuff about Ben that I don't understand and I need to like know what makes him tick. Um, she just and she said this basically since day one that she feels like he's too perfect, like he's saying all the right things and like that he's trying to display a perfect image. And I can understand why that would make her feel like sort of uneasy because she also is a person that clearly likes people that put it all out on the table, likes people who are a little like goofy and weird and not not scared of their own weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben Ben says, like, I was raised in a house where perfection and looking the part was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had everything materially but was left wanting emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then he went <laughs> into the military, which, like, honestly seems like a place that would not um, necessarily provide more emotional right. care. You know, like that's a very intense setting that is just predicated not not on like on breaking people down and following orders and, you know, keeping people safe, um, you know, within within a military unit. Not yeah. not. It uh, seems like it would play into his right. pre-existing. Exactly. Need that's, to play it to look the part, to be disciplined to to maintain perfection yes. and standards. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Claire. That's what I was trying to say. And could not find <laughs> right. the words. I appreciate. No, you. yeah. So it, it's just he, and that might be might have been the draw to the military is that you know I've kind of had this way of living, and now I'm going to go have this training, but actually put this way of living to to help my country. Right. So. Sure. I, I get the draw, but also now that he's out of it, I understand how that can be traumatic and how that could bring trauma to yes. someone because we all feel things. And if you're not, if you don't feel open enough to say how you actually feel um, because of how someone's going to react to it or just because you're not trained to do that, to say how you feel, um, that... Yeah, I, I think that it would be very hard. And I, I think that you can pick up, um, especially when I look at, like, the leads, it's like you can pick up on people who, because you're talking to so many people and having so many conversations with people. And after having the – I mean, think about the one-on-one that she had with Zach, like, and him opening up about his addiction. You know, um, I'm sure that wasn't easy, but – 
also, if this is a person you're going to marry, I think you want to, or, or get engaged to, you want to know these things that's happened personally in their life. So she felt probably like, you know, and maybe he could have been like, no, this is just me. I was raised like this. My my family's perfect. I'm perfect. Everybody's perfect. Everybody's happy. But, you know, and <laughs> and I think, I mean, and but the truth is that's no one's life, right? Like, like no one's life is just perfect. That's just not how things are. Right. And I think she picked up on this, not, I don't want to say it's a, it's an act or a facade, but we all want to, she wanted to lift up the rug, you know, she wanted to see what was underneath. Sure. And him, you know, I will say that on the show, if you if you watch the show, like I said, I didn't really watch the show before. I Well, I didn't watch the show at all before, like a full season before I went on it. And if you do watch the show, there is a level of opening up, like you said, to feel closer to the people that you're seeing. And, you know, I was a lot, I'm a lot older than the girls that was on my season. So I have had the time to work through the things that I went through and my childhood traumas through yoga and meditation and mindfulness and all the things. And I'm at a really good emotionally um, stable place, I think, you know, that I I worked, I worked really hard to get there, but um, (laughs) I was already there. So the conversations that Peter and I had were more about life opposed to what happened when I was younger and things that kind of carried on and why, you know, in relationships, why things, you know, I, I worked through, why, why things didn't work out or when I was in toxic relationships that really were awful and, and, and that hurt me um, and was traumatizing towards me, I kind of worked through it already. So to bring it up when it's not a problem, it didn't really seem like it was a thing to do it with my relationship but if it's something that you're still actively kind of dealing with if that makes sense um then it then then and like he said I mean he said his suicide attempts were in 2018 2019 that's so recent that yeah I think you know maybe if it were a long time ago he might not have brought it up but I think that he's still getting he even says I just told you this and it's okay. You're not running away. You're not. But at the same time, I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, I mean, how do you not give the guy the rose that just unloaded all of this? You know, whether you liked him or not, you know, it's like you really do. So I get what you mean as far as the, the ickiness behind it, but also it's something it's something when you open up on this show it's something to ensure closeness and people think that it's more of a guarantee that you're gonna make it further it's more so like like you said it's a guarantee like you get closer to these people and you see that um you know they're not perfect and we really needed to see that from someone like Ben who has this perfect body and you know he looks like this and he looks like that and and he's so fun and he's so a breath of fresh air, I think, every time I see him on the screen with, with Tasha, I loved how he mentioned her shoes, by the way. I love that. He was like, your dresses are great, but honey, these shoes are, these shoes are everything. I kind of love that. Um, so I, it, it's just, it's hard because these leads, it's like, you think that, I remember on my season, it was, I, I feel like Ben is similar to, um, like Hannah Ann on my season and the sense that she's just was very she was 
she was not the drama portion, but like maybe her relationship with Peter. It was just very, she was very happy. She was very much, I'm here for you. Let's do this. Uh, you know, let, let, let's do this thing type of thing. And he was trying to, I remember on her one-on-one, he tried really hard to get this emotional reaction from her as well. But I think Hannah Ann just in general, um, you know, she was a lot younger, but also she... Yeah. She was like, "Yo, baby, I'm good. I want to be with you. Like, what? Like, what do you you want me to cry to be with you? I mean, I don't know what you need me to do. Like, okay, I'll do that. But like, we good. I like you. This is a thing, you know. So, I I I feel like sometimes when you have all these emotional people, there's a lot of there's a lot of crying on my season. When you have all these emotional people, you're like, wait a second, hold on. It's kind of like." You do feel like you want to know what's underneath. And with Hannah Ann, she just really was just she's just she's a happy person and, and I and I and I fucks with that. People people don't have it enough. I fucks with it. I'll be like, yeah, girl. Cause she also, she's a breath of fresh air. She's funny, she's fun. Like not everyone, not everyone um I think has to I think everyone filters there's you know something bad happens and people some people spiral something for other people something bad happens and they turn to you know they dive deep into their faith and I think you know sometimes that's what happens like me something bad happens I'm like oh yeah I gotta go meditate I gotta go get I gotta go sort through this you know and then I'm yeah. like back I'm back hey guys I'm back I'm, I'm good so you know he has to find his way and I think him opening up and talking about it and not being, um, I think that that, you know, he said he was he, the key thing here. He said therapy. He was talking about therapy and that he is in therapy and yes. that's so big and so key. And, you know, it just that also needs to be normalized. Let's talk about that. It's okay. It's fine. Let's yeah. do it. Let's go to therapy. Let's, I com- I completely agree. I and and I think that you know the thing that I did really like about their conversation, you know, he says he um left the military after he broke his back, which is an incredibly serious injury. Crazy. He was in a new city. He felt very lost. He didn't know how to say that he needed things or needed help. And I think that that is very much speaks to the way that a lot of men are socialized mm-hmm. to not um, know how to process their emotions, not be encouraged to, not be encouraged to express anything that might be, you know, seen as quote unquote weakness and often emotions and mental health get wrapped up in that. And so I do like really appreciate Ben having the graciousness to share this on such a public platform. I guess I just, I hope that he feels good about it. Like that's what I always think when people share these really traumatic things and they open themselves up to a lot of feedback and a lot of, you know, potential criticism. Um, I, I hope that he feels good about it and I hope that it helped his healing process. And I'm very relieved that he does like have a support system of his family, which he speaks about specifically his sister, his sister um, and also a therapist. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Yeah, I mean, so what he says is he was he was in this very difficult situation and he had two failed suicide Mm -hmm. attempts um, in 2018 and 2019. And that the only reason that he made it through was because of his sister, that she was the only person he confided in him in at that time. And that he's never told her that um, because he didn't want to make her more worried. Um, 
That's so very intense. The one, I guess the things that, that made me the most concerned are that this is very recent. Um, yeah. And that's a huge thing. That's, that's, you know, that's life or death, you know, to have gone through very recently. And we know that it's, you know, that that sort of ideation can continue and come back throughout people's lives. And so um, we just really hope that his support system and his therapy is, is giving him everything that he needs and that he's happy as, as you said, that, that he did this um, on the show. And I feel like maybe partly because Tasha and Claire are both so deft with these conversations often that a lot of the, the trauma conversations have been much more give and take yeah. than usual on this show. Like this franchise does have a long history of kind of like, all right, tonight you need to tell her about your brother's overdose and how it affected you. Um, tonight's the night. And then the lead says, so like, I want to know like, what's really, what really makes you tick? And he's like, my brother overdosed. And, you know, I, I think that this felt more in that mold than most of the conversations that we've gotten. And there's something about it that, that just feels extractive. It's like, you can't help but feel the gears of the show working to like, to convince the contestant like a rose is at stake if you are willing to give this thing up for public consumption and that is dynamic that is difficult to ignore but it's it's still up to you right like on my one-on-one I it was all love and light and I got sent home but at the same time (laughs) I'm, I'm glad that that happened because it's like this is me Right. So, but and yeah. also, so you, I mean, listen, people can, the producers can say anything, but it's up to you. And I really do think that, I really do think that um, regardless of in, anyone who goes on this show, the show is, ve- it's very much a mirror into yourself, no matter who you are, whether you go on the show and you're a complete jerk or whether you go on the show and you're a complete angel, whatever it is, you look at things that you would have done differently you look at things that you would have, you know, said or or shared more of uh, when you see other things happening. And, and the one thing that I do, like you were talking about my brother's overdose, right? One thing about this season, and maybe it's because the men are older than normal, these experiences are happening to them. They're talking, a lot of them. Zaxi, him, like a lot, uh, Riley, like these people are talking about things that happened to them opposed to my brother's this or, you know, my mom this or my dad this or it's like, this is what happened to me. I was in the military. I, you know, I tried to commit suicide. I, you know, I, I, and, and that I think is so, it's so you know, some people, like some of the girls on my season, I was like, they're not even old enough to really like have a lot of stuff go on, you know? And so it is the remnants because we do got to get over whatever happened is childhood in childhood trauma, right? Then you get into your life as an adult and then you're like, now these things that I've, the remnants of the, so I do love that part of this season that it's the guys are, it's just them yeah. and they're, they're telling their and truth. I think we do too. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's a real, it's, it's, the real, you know, benefit of having a slightly older group 
of of contestants is that you do get more um, and uh, such a diverse group of contestants you just get a greater diversity of experiences mm-hmm. um and i think that maybe like the sort of mixed feelingness comes from like exactly what Claire said, you know, the fact that um, previous conversations felt like more of a give and take. And I think, you know, I, I feel for Tasha because it's hard to know what to say mm. when someone says that to you and you want to be supportive. You don't want to say the wrong thing. And so she it, it struck me as someone who, like, has not had a lot of experience speaking about um, depression and suicide, which, again, is totally fine and right, normal. Right. Um, but she's sort of just like, thank you for telling me that and and which is not a bad thing to say but like there wasn't um there wasn't a lot of back and mm-hmm. forth unlike how how there had been in in some of these other conversations and you know I am I'm grateful that we're getting I think she, like I, we're getting these I think she was also surprised like it wasn't she yeah de- I do think she was taken aback like she says re- really at one point mm-hmm. when he says like he doesn't tell people this she she was clearly surprised because yeah, she was she was like I, had I not- thought you were gonna say like you know you know you forgot to send your mom a, a, a Christmas gift one year or something no no no, no. <laughs> like no that you know she like the, the conversation that she had with Zach you know it was in sixth grade when he didn't you know the lie detector test thing when he cheated on someone yeah it's like right she was ready for that right and she got a whole can of worms right yeah i think she was like okay show me your pain and then she was like oh wow this is very 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 real pain that is like and mental health is is a life's Mm -hmm. work battling Mm -hmm. depression anxiety Mm -hmm. any other mental health condition is a life we need tools and and that's going to come up if you are in a partnership with someone and i think as you say like often you ask for someone's pain on this show and they say something that is very sad maybe but that didn't happen directly to them or that happened when they were a kid Mm -hmm. you know my my mom died you know that's very sad but i think by the time you're an adult people know how to respond to that they know people who've gone through that they've talked about it with a friend and she's getting, you know, involved in a lot of these conversations that are so yeah. heavy that maybe she's never had to have before, like a lot of us. And um, that is new for the I show. Feel for also, her. these yeah. one-on-one dates, they could be, they could have been talking for an hour, and we see five minutes of it. Right. So that's uh, we see yeah. Five that's another thing that we, you know, after being on the show, you have to. It's like there's so much more. I that you just yeah, you just don't see. Right. The actual conversation might have been less choppy and less awkward than what we actually mm-hmm. saw. Um, but of course, Tasha does give him mm-hmm. the rose and she's like, I just wanted you to open up. I'm excited to meet your family. Um, and, and Ben is moving on. And then uh, we head to a group date with a very fake lie detector machine. <laughs> yes, on the group date. Uh, Zach, Brendan, Ivan, Noah, and Riley. The truth is that I'm falling in love. Does anyone out there know of a lie detector test in which a green light bulb lights up if you tell the truth? Because my understanding was it involved a lot of an expert staring at squiggles and interpreting them, but apparently it's just like... No, 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 light on, Claire. Light on. Polygraph tests are very simple. JoJo has been trained. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> it, was very, it was very funny. Uh, it was very funny. I was just, like, <laughs> picturing, like, one of the producers in the back room being like, we're going to fuck with Brendan right now. 
Red light. <laughs> like <laughs> the way that they did Riley, I swear to God, there's a producer back there that's like, we know that's not his his birth name, and so yeah. we're gonna light that because you ask oh, yeah. questions to establish a baseline. There are no right or wrong answers there. The point is that you're establishing a baseline. So like, well, so that was I call I call so that was another thing that I was like, okay, they sh- wasn't it like was it three questions that they showed everybody of of everybody they they really skipped around or like. Was it t- like there was a I even got two, oh, I okay. think. Like some of yeah, them, like we we really it was not right even. that they showed, and that's why I'm like, I wonder if they asked these guys like ten questions, and then we only got the three good ones, or the two good ones, or the this oh. or the that. I mean, I am sh- I felt really sure that they had like clearly picked these questions specifically for these people. Mm. Um, you know, with Ivan. He's sort of like a shoe in, right? Like there's nothing controversial. It's like, oh, you're aroused by Tasha. How scandalous! <laughs> and then like he wants children, like whatever. Yeah, Noah, I'm sure they, they asked all of them questions like that. Yeah, yeah. like but like Noah, they're clearly fucking with him because they're like, has anyone faked an orgasm with you? Yeah, or the mustache. He says no, but uh, I mean, so and also Tasha goes oh, first, yeah. so we do get a little. Lie detector rotation. This seems clearly just there to set up the moment when they ask if she has any regrets about who's gone home and she says no, but the orange light for an indecisiveness goes off. And they're just trying to, I feel like they're just narratively, they're like, does she regret sending Bennett home? <laughs> well, but da, 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 so da, 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 da. it's a That's it's a brilliant narrative tool to do that. It's like bringing up all of these questions, see, sowing seeds of doubt. For me, the 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 question that went off for me for Tasha was when they asked her was she falling in love with more than one guy, and she says yes, and they the camera goes to Zach and he's like, what? <laughs> like, like he's like you Zach are is my like, there girlfriend. Can only be <laughs> yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. Like you are mine. I was like at this point, at this point Zach is like, yep. That's my that's my woman, and you guys are the side pieces. <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh yeah, big time. He's like, this is I'm the Dale. Exactly. Season, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that's how it should be. Unfortunately, um, Tasha is very kind and likes everyone. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. So Zach. she asks. She gets a couple uh, answers from guys that that really upset her. Uh, when Brendan says he's ready to meet her family and have her meet his family and. The, the lie detector says that he's actually unsure. Um, Zach is asked if he's ever cheated on someone, and he says yes, like, very quickly, like, extremely quickly. <laughs> and Tasha's like, I mean, her her marriage ended because of her husband's infidelity, as she's talked about, so she's really disappointed by this. She's like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, and... I think, you know, a couple guys sort of actually seem nervous uh, and indecisive about the question of hometowns Mm -hmm. and whether they want her to meet their family. Um, Riley also gets uh, a little indecisive around this. And, um, And also the false light goes up when he says his name to establish a baseline, as we mentioned before, which I fully think is just production messing with him. 100%. And Tisha's like, these things did not sit right with me. I need answers tonight. So, of course, she puts on her formal shorts, high-low wedding gown, which was... Naturally. That's like straight out of a Vogue shoot. So good. It looked so good. She looked amazing. 
So uh, good. So good. Um, and she's like, in this outfit, I'm going to get answers. <laughs> Zach. She's like, this is my detective outfit. <laughs> yes. I'm an investigator. Honestly, same. <laughs> That's what I wear to do interviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, so you cheated on someone that does not sit well with me. Loyalty is very important. I will never date a cheater. And Zach is like, let me put my hand on your shoulder and explain. My first girlfriend and I were in love. And then I met another girl. And I later met up with that girl at Bolarama. <laughs> and I French kissed her. And clearly, like, with every detail that he's giving, he's expecting her to be like, oh. And then finally, he gets to the end of the story. And he has to be like, it was sixth grade. And she's like, oh, okay. So You can it's just not see real. the relief. She was like, <laughs> oh, thank God. God. Yeah, and he's like, I I did it at Bolarama. I French kissed her, and she's like, still mad, still mad. Sixth grade, okay. I will good. say that when he was telling that story, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what I would do because for me, I, that's why I'm like not a cheater now. Literally, the same exact thing happened to me, not at Bolarama, but like I was like my very first boyfriend that I ever had ever. I like kissed another boy and I felt like the most awful ridiculous person ever and then I told my boyfriend because I just knew he was going to break up with me because I'm an awful person and he was like that's okay thanks for telling me I was I was like so you're not going to break up with me this is not like the movies I'm not a ridiculous person you're not going to shun me for life and he was like no and I was like oh my god I'll never (laughs) cheat on anyone ever again and I never did never did so Zach look at that you know formative formative young (laughs) experiences where you're like that guilt and shame stays with you forever and you're like I will will never never do it again That's character, because you could react to that by being like, I guess you can get away with cheating, but you took a really moral and ethical lesson from mm-hmm. it and moved forward with strength. And I yeah, love that. I think me and Zach, we, um, we, we align there. We, we see eye to eye there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as you said before, Zach is like, I hated that date, Tasha, um, because I'm falling in love with you and I wish I had told you in a different setting. And she's that like, I cheated on my sixth grade girlfriend. <laughs> And she's like, I'm falling for you, too. And then they just make out Mm. a bunch, which is like it's big for a lead to be, you know, uh, reinforcing that, like affirming those kind of emotions. She didn't even say I'm falling for you. She said I'm falling in love with you, too. And in Bachelor world, that is like a notch above. It's true. That's the next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Falling, falling. I mean, Zach is just like very like Zach is a front runner. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and she seems to be having like great conversations with everyone. Um, even though we only see a couple short snippets of Noah and Ivan, she seems just like thrilled to be in their presence. Um, she sits down with Brendan and is like, why don't you feel sure that you want our families to, to meet us? And he's like, look, you know, they've seen me go through this before and get divorced. I don't want that to happen again. Like, this needs to be the last time. And she's like, yeah, you know what? Me too. And it helps that I really like you. And he's like, me too. And it's a very mature, nice conversation. Um, But Riley is really sweating his chat because he knows he needs to tell her more about his family before hometowns. Um, but he's really uncomfortable sharing it. Um, 
This made and, me so sad. Yeah, I didn't. Poor I didn't Riley. really like, understand up. what was ha- what really was happening. I was like, were they having more of a conversation or was he just sort of having like a little bit of a panic Mm -hmm. attack about having to speak about his family, like knowing that it was going to be on TV? But he he kind of walks off from the men and crouches down and starts crying. And it was like, I just want to, like all of these men, I'm like, I want to give you a hug and I want to take you to my therapist. Like it just, like not in a condescending way and just to like everyone should be in therapy. Mm -hmm. And I just like, want so badly for there to be like more venues for these men to be processing things that have happened to them and I was just like man like dudes really like aren't given that many opportunities to talk about their trauma and to process this stuff and like that just felt very like apparent with Riley um but he does sit down with Tasha and he's still like very emotional um He's like, look, I have to share things that I don't normally like to talk about. And he explains that he's nervous about her meeting his family because things are rocky with them. And he says that he his birth name, he was named after his father, Dwayne Henderson Jr. And that he, you know, we already knew he grew up with his dad. Um, his mom was mostly out of the picture for most of his childhood and young adult life. And... But after, you know, when he was in his early 20s, he had a falling out with his father uh, after learning certain things about, I guess, his his parents' relationship or the way that his father had acted towards his mother um, and the way that his dad had kind of driven a wedge between him and his brother and his mom uh, by saying certain things about her um, and, and getting sole custody. And so he, like, went a long time without having a relationship with his mom. And now he has a relationship with his mom, um, but not with his dad. And he, in order to sort of move forward, he decided he needed to legally change his name. Um, And that's, like, really powerful. Mm -hmm. And there's – it also just seemed like when he was talking, at least to me – in thinking about hometowns coming home to his home, it's not gonna be, hey, I met this amazing, I went on the show and I met this amazing woman and I want to marry her. It was, it's, it was, it, and people were gonna embrace that. It didn't seem like whatever he's, whatever is happening or going through, it seems like it's, it's, it's put some things in his life that's still very relevant. It, at least it's what it seemed right. like. It's still fraught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still a fraught situation mm-hmm. with his family. And, like, I would imagine it's, like, obviously all of these men are having this conversation in the context of, like, Tasha meeting the family. But we all know this is about, like, exposing their families on national television, saying, family, please come on this TV show and talk about our relationship and and what you want for me. And that's like a big thing. Like I would be very nervous about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's like a very vulnerable thing and it's a lot to ask. And especially if you have complicated relationships with family members, like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems clear that like he feels not guilt necessarily about his relationship with his mom, but he feels like things were taken from her and he feels like she's had a really rough uh, deal with regard to her her kids and so now he's contemplating kind of asking for something from her and like putting her on a on a national platform Mm. um, when that might not be her choice for herself that's got to be 
kind of tough. And I, I wonder if there's a little bit of that for Zach too, that like when your family has gone yeah. through a lot because of you, um, that the thought of asking for something, whereas, you know, often the contestants, you see these people who have lived these very sort of comfortable, charmed lives with minimal uh, trauma who are like, my parents would do anything for me and I'm comfortable with that. Um, we're seeing so much more complex family dynamics here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say um, you mentioned about like the emotions that we're having and that we're seeing. I would also take into account the pandemic and just how we yeah i think everyone is you know just just one phone call away one step away one one rainy day away from like bursting into tears you know like oh, i, I cry i cry like almost every day yeah. for the whole pandemic exactly so, yeah i relate exactly so it's true we we yeah. are literally collectively in a state of trauma all the time during this time yeah. so you have that on on top of the normal <laughs> like almost- lack of sleep and talking about hard things <laughs> yes and- yeah. It's almost easy to forget because this show does like create such a stressful situation that brings out a lot of emotion from contestants, even normally. And then it's like, oh, right. They're also currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I remember when I was it's away, I thinking about my parents because, you know, like I talk to them every day, at least one of them. I talk to them every day. And uh, be uh, there was one moment where I just like I had a dream about my dad and I like had this, this crazy panic attack because I was just like, I wonder if he's okay. I wonder if he's... And it's like, you know, you, you don't talk to them, but that's just in normal life when I did it. I can't even imagine during right. the pandemic, especially these men, if they are, if they care for their mom or their grandma or their, you know, someone in their life. It's, yeah, it's it's very... Um, yeah, it, it no, heightens, I think that that's a really good Yeah, point. it heightens the, the emotions, I think, as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So this kind of brings us to the end um, of the group date. Uh, Taysha loved all the conversations. She learned a lot about apparently all of them, Um, at least a couple conversations. We we definitely saw that. And so she she says she can't give out the group date rose um, because it's too meaningful. And she had two wonderful conversations with all the guys to pick between them I thought this Um, was a good move like I think it would have felt weird to like award a rose it almost would have felt like you did the best at opening up about your trauma (laughs) and it's like she had all of these really meaningful conversations it's kind of best to just leave it at like thank you for for giving your time and your energy and your emotions to me and sharing that and like we don't need to like rank anyone here Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was actually smart Mm -hmm. yeah and then she heads back to her suite for some much needed rest and what should she find there let the woman sleep dear god bennett let this woman go to bed like jesus her she looked so tired her face was shock (laughs) shock when that gate hit her it was like oh gosh she was like i can't handle this right now like you can tell that she's like Probably had a few glasses of wine. Probably hasn't she had any sleep. She looked excited to see him. To see him, though, I know she clearly was. She clearly does have feelings for him, and she's like this. But she like couldn't process it. She was like, I can't, I can't really like make any decisions right now. Like I was just like, she just wants to go to bed. She just is yeah. so tired. 
But yeah, I, there definitely you know. seemed to be. She was surprised. She was exhausted. But I, I wrote that she didn't seem too horrified because I wanted her to be more horrified. <laughs> yeah, but you were like sent his ass home, but she was like, "Oh, Bennett, I liked you." Yeah, yeah. So she invites him in. They sit on the couch, and he says, "It's been a little bit of a whirlwind, and I spent the day going over and over in my head our parting." Uh, he apologizes again for making her think that he would question her integrity or decision-making ability. And he's like, sometimes you don't realize until things are gone, but I have realized that I love you. And Tasha's like, oh my God, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, shit, okay, I guess I have to deal with this now. Uh... She's like, I like... I like hearing this, but also I don't, I want to be asleep right now. So many feelings. Um, basically, she's just like, I don't know what to say. I don't know, like, what's happening right now. I'm confused. Um, I just need to think it over, basically. And Bennett is like, look, you have every ounce of my heart. I just want to stay for you. I would do anything in the world, but I don't expect an immediate answer. And, you know, this can, you know, just think about it. Let me know. Um, And he says, I just wanted to see you again and share this with you because I'm dead serious about you. I haven't had emotions like this ever over a girl. I'm like, my God, I feel bad for the woman that he was literally engaged to like less than a year ago. And yeah, he's 36 years old. I was like, Bad yeah, name. I don't know I, about that. I don't know. Yeah, that was a little like, wait, what? But I will say from being in his shoes, like, you know, I will say. going And you went home around the same time. So you were like there for a while with, with Pete. Yes. And I will say that when I was watching this, it was almost like, damn, because I could have saw myself doing the same thing because there's like, again, because you have such little time, you get so wrapped up in what you want to talk about and like what you want to, you sometimes don't say exactly how you feel. And the truth is when I went, when I left, um, I never told Peter that I was falling in love with him, but the truth is that I was, that I, that I actually really, and especially after our one-on-one. So it was like, for me watching this, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like he, like that's, it's so ballsy to do because not only did someone like already send you home, you are like, I'm not going to have any pride here. I'm just going to go and actually tell you what I wanted to say that I didn't get a chance to say. Cause also Bennett never had a one-on-one with her. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, he, I, I really applaud him for coming back because like I said, for me, I was like, in my head, it was like, I really have so many things to say to him. I mean, I literally have a note in my phone. I've never told, I haven't told anyone this publicly, I don't think. But I literally have a note in my phone that I wrote to Peter, like, on my way home. It's like a really long Aww. note that, like, I said everything. But my, my, for me, it was like, you know, he sent me home and he, that just means that he did not see me as his wife and he probably had other relationships that were even deeper. So I have to process this and I'm going to process how I feel and I wish him well. But, you know, I didn't, at the time, I was just like, I was, I was feeling so many things and I wish I could have had just like a real off camera me and him conversation and I, and I never did. So yeah. 
going back and seeing Bennett go and say, look, I don't care about any of this stuff. I'm going to tell you how I feel, how we left was, it just felt wrong. And it was like, I was so shocked when I got sent home. It was just, and there's so much of course that you guys don't see. And like I said, you guys didn't see a lot of our relationship, but I felt him so much and I was just like, Bennett, oh, but like, this isn't going to end yeah, well. No. It's not going to end okay. well. But at least you said how you it's felt. It's not going to end I well. Feel like, at least you said how you felt. I feel like Pilot Pete's season, because of how things have played out after, has been so revealing of the weird way that like timing and like setting function on the show that like, you need to make the right revelations at the right yes. time. And if you don't, you know, you're out of there in a way that just like isn't the case in normal dating. Yes. And so then you see you've seen Pete, Peter kind of go back and have other relationships outside of the mm-hmm. show that couldn't thrive in that context. Right. And like, yeah, why should you have to make a confess? So you find yourself in the setting of being like, I should say that I'm falling in love with him so that I don't regret not saying it, even if I'm still in a state right now of not being entirely sure it's true, just to give yourself that chance. Well, yes. And then if but, you don't, then you're like, I now I know I want to go back and say well, it. Well, it's also like, you know, again, like for me, I knew how I felt, but... I it w- it's so hard to express that when like I said you you don't see someone for a while and then you see them again and you just want to be happy and you just want to be like you just want to like you know it's just like you just want to like embrace that person right you're like no can we just like can we just like go on like feel like a normal date exactly. right now not like have another serious conversation exactly and you obviously aren't privy to the machinations like of you know other like if you saw all the pieces you might be able to to realize like oh I might be on my way out I guess I should like explain what I'm right. feeling I had but no idea you aren't privy yeah to I had no idea and yeah. it was just like you like I was feeling things intuitively and I'm like he feels this too right 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 and it's like yeah but he also feels it with so many other people <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's and in me when you're in, when you're in that position you only feel how you feel so it does and I know I, I was on Twitter and some people were saying how Bennett is like selfish how he was being selfish but you kind of you kind of are selfish in that environment because you only really know how you feel like you're yeah. always wondering how your bachelor or your bachelorette feels because you don't know the ins and outs of these other relationships. So it's a really hard place to be in and cipher through your feelings, especially if you've had like time by yourself to really think and like or cry or whatever the yeah, thing he's is. He's writing himself, he's writing himself so many unsent emails. Yes. Um, which I, I, to- <laughs> Natasha, I totally relate to the phone notes thing. I think the last time I went through a breakup, I still have like a thing from a few years ago on my phone, just like, just like a bunch of word vomit that I never shared with the person who dumped me Um, but it's very cathartic so but you know look you're right I think like we can feel some empathy for Bennett I do see why he did it he clearly was very shocked that he got sent home but from the outside you're like Bennett you dug yourself such a hole and this is not gonna go well and you're just gonna get rejected again again." and this is also it's the classic like rom-com versus stalking (laughs) thing where like if you like the guy and you're rooting for him, then you might read something as very sweet and romantic that if you really hate him, you might read it as like, stop, like, just don't do it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. That's just, that's human nature. 
not liking Bennett very much, to me, it's very difficult not to read this as like a a sort of um, self-serving, like unnecessary waste of time. But from his perspective, if he very genuinely thinks that he's in love with Taisha, um, you know, why not give her the opportunity of a lifetime to give him another chance? <laughs> like, if it's, a, if it's a contestant that I that I really like, I'd be into that. So, like, it's my bias here. Um, and Taisha is clearly torn. She's torn because she had feelings for Bennett and because he is pulling a move that she's always wanted a guy to pull. He's showing up. For her, he's making a romantic move and he's saying that he loves her. And those are very seductive things, especially from a guy that you're attracted to and that you have had really wonderful moments with. And I get that. So she's, what's she going to do? We end on a cliffhanger. (laughs) I think I know what she's going to do. I think he's still going home. But this does bring us to the end of our episode. Um, And this has been so much fun, Natasha. I'm so happy that we could make this work and that you were able to hang out with us virtually. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for having (laughs) me, guys. This was a lot of fun. And do you want to tell everyone listening where they can find you and your podcast? Yes. Um, So I have been co-hosting with Taisha, our bachelorette, and Grocery Store Joe, as everybody knows him, on Clickbait. it's clickbait with Bachelor Nation, and you guys can find that on Instagram or at on Instagram at clickbaitbn. And I am also at Natasha Parker on Instagram. I also do my tea rooms on Wednesdays. Later on tonight, I will do one. I basically pick someone. Normally, they're from my season, but other people from Bachelor Nation, and we talk about what they have going on. Um, the last one I did was with Kendall. She just wrote a book. We talk about the episode a little bit, and then we get into like what they have going on. It's just fun little conversations with my booze, that, the people that have been really sweet um, in Bachelor Nation, and the fans really like it. So... Um, you also can find me there on Wednesdays. It's normally Wednesdays. Sometimes I do it. I, once I did it on the weekend, but normally Wednesdays around six o'clock uh, PST. Um, yeah, and I'm on Twitter. Also, it's Natasha JP. Is that my is that my Twitter name? I don't even know. I'm barely on Twitter. It's fine. <laughs> barely on Twitter. More so Instagram. But this has been so much fun. Thank man. you guys. Uh, and um, thank you. We'll have to we'll have to do it so again. Much. And and when you're back in New York and after, you know, we can um be around humans again. Hopefully we can have dinner or drinks or something. Is that, yeah, it's indoors, maybe. Yeah, it's like a we'll come full circle. Exactly. Is that gonna <laughs> when is that gonna be Corona? Let us know. Ten years, twenty yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be waiting. Yes. One day. Penciling, penciling you guys into my calendar for 2020. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this week, there weren't really any feminism fails. So we're going to kind of skip that segment. Um, there was just some, you know, general obnoxiousness. And I think we, we addressed that well in the recap. <laughs> And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks so much to our wonderful guests, Natasha Parker, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week to recap the next episode of The Bachelorette.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big 